0: You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight.
1: As the Mets get set to take on the Padres at Citi Field, should be a fun one. Did a lot of baseball in our number one. We will get back to the baseball conversation, but did want to touch on some football. So good news for the Jets. It looks like, and we're still waiting for this to be confirmed, but we're, we're, we're looking to see if Dwayne Brown, the left tackle for the Jets, could be activated off of the IR. There's a chance that that could happen and he could play tomorrow. The Jets are dealing with you know, massive injuries on their line. Now Max Mitchell, who was the fourth-round draft pick, is out for tomorrow. So Elijah Vera Tucker had to move to left tackle, but it looks like the Jets could be getting Dwayne Brown back on that line. So that would be good news for an offensive line that desperately needs some bodies there. Got to protect your young quarterback. And it's a big game for the Jets. I'm excited for this one tomorrow. Chance to get to 3-2 and for the first time since, what is that, 2017 for the Jets? Five years since you've been above 500. And haven't won a division game in three years. Haven't won a division game in three years. You've struggled at home this year. You're 0-2. And you're facing a familiar foe in—a familiar face, I should say— and Teddy Bridgewater who if you remember was a member of the Jets in 2018 played a preseason game got traded right before the regular season and last year with the Broncos the Jets faced him he went 19 to 25 for 235 and they put up 26 points and a 26 to nothing Denver win. so a big game for the Jets tomorrow just because you start to look and, and landscape this you get over 500 And the upcoming schedule is as follows. You got the Broncos, who stink, next Sunday. I'm sorry. You got the Packers next Sunday. And then two weeks from from tomorrow, you got the Broncos, who stink. So you got to find a way to split these next two games. The Packers play the Giants tomorrow. More on that in a moment. And then finally, uh, after that game, you get the Broncos. Then you come home for the Patriots. So Dolphins, Packers, Broncos, Pats, 2-2. and Got to find a way to make that happen before that, that big game against Buffalo uh, at home on November 6th. So I'm looking forward to this one. Zach Wilson in that fourth quarter was tremendous. A little rusty to start. The first three quarters were not ideal. couple of interceptions. The second one, obviously not his fault. Uh, thrown off of the hands of Conklin, if I remember correctly. But he orchestrated that game-winning drive. Down 10 points against Pittsburgh. And two touchdowns later. The Jets are victorious, and they win in his return to the starting lineup. So this year, we 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 talked about it at nauseum. It's about the growth and the maturation of your young quarterback, and Zach Wilson, he's finally back there, so hopefully we'll keep our fingers crossed that so he doesn't get hurt again. I know was battling an, an ankle injury this week, so you, you just hope that he can stay healthy and we could get a large 14-game sample size on the second-year quarterback, Zach Wilson, who had his ups and downs last year, had his ups and downs last week, but he found a way to get it done. And this is going on the resume. You get this win, a division foe, against a really good defense in Miami. Their starting quarterback is out with Tua, but Teddy, as we saw last year, can still get the job done. Game manager, that's all he needs to do because the weapons he has on offense with Waddle and Tyreek Hill, they're going to do enough in, in, in the deep passing attack to give this Jets team some, some fits. Now, the Jets' secondary has been good, Sauce Garden, and that's going to be a pick test for him tomorrow. You know, he went up against Chase a couple of weeks ago, and now he's got Hill tomorrow. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see him take on that challenge. The Jets' defensive line just not getting enough pressure. It's funny the, the 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 defense looks like every week is getting gashed, but for some reason they find a way to force turnovers. They're 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 taking the ball away. It's just the, the offense isn't cashing in. Those sevens are becoming threes. You know the, the the field position that you're capitalizing on by getting the turnovers, you're not converting by actually putting points on the board. So you just want to see this team play a full sixty-minute game where it all comes together, where it's not in the final moments against the Browns, you catch lightning in a bottle, or you know in the final six minutes against the Steelers, you you get Pickett to throw an interception and and you know Zach Wilson catches fire. You want to see a a complete game, sixty minutes against a a really good Miami team that even without their starting quarterback is. The better team. You go out there at home tomorrow and beat a better team, and then we're working with something. Ira in Staten Island wants to chime in. What's up, Ira? Ira. Hey, nice to hear you, Ty. It's been quite a while. What's up, man? How you doing?
2: Good. Good to hear you. And, you know, you're 100% right. You know, the Dolphins are the better team, even with Bridgewater. I like Bridgewater. I think he's a really good quarterback, even though he's a backup. But you're right, this is a big moment. you know they got to go out there. they gotta play four quarters. you've gotta play sixty minutes. You're right about the turnovers. they are creating turnovers this year. you're giving up ton you know chunks of yardage, but you know somehow they get they're getting the turnovers and, and it's keeping them in games and you know you, you have a, a situation you, you know you have tomorrow where you have an opportunity to get above five hundred. you've got to take advantage of this yeah. you know you, you 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 know you got to be smart with the play call, and You got to put Wilson in the right situation, and you know what? Just just run the ball. I, I can't look down the road with Denver and Green Bay. I, I go. I got to go week for week. But I hear what you're saying. I hear you. When the schedule, when the schedule came out and Russell Wilson going to the Broncos, I thought that was like an unwinnable game for the Jets.
1: <laughs> and by it the way, Ira, just quickly, um, Jeremy Fowler is reporting that the Jets are activating Dwayne Brown off the IR. So. Uh this is this is huge for that line tomorrow. No Max Mitchell obviously. Um uh the the Jets dealing with a a bunch of injuries on that line, Makai Becton. So you get, you know, George Fant, you get Dwayne Brown back in there. He's 37 years old, but that's still that's still formidable for you.
2: Absolutely. I'd rather have him than Connor McDermott or any of the other backups. So <laughs> yeah. um, just go out there, run the ball, play smart football. Don't give these stupid penalties like Carl Lawson did at halftime last week. Oh, man. And I, I think I, I expect the Jets to win tomorrow. I do. There's I hope not so. Not being a homer. Yeah, I, I just I think it's time. I It's time to win a division game. It's time to win back to back games. And I think tomorrow's is the day. And uh, I think Monday morning, you know, God willing, I think we'll be talking about the Jets being 3-2. Well,
1: I hope so. Appreciate the call, Lyra. And looking forward to that from your lips to God's ears. You look at the schedule, and I know people don't like to play the, the win-loss game, but you you look at what's coming up. As I mentioned, here's an opportunity to get over 500. So let's say you lose tomorrow. Anybody think they're beating Green Bay next week? So that's another loss. Then let's say you beat the Broncos. You're still a game under 500. Then you got the Patriots. That's another winnable game. But then you've got the Bills and the Pats in back-to-back weeks. Bears Vikings. So my point is, if you lose this game tomorrow, it's tough for at any point the rest of the season to see this team going above 500. Just because of you know playing the Packers, playing the Bills, playing a really good Vikings team, and the Bills in back-to-back weeks. Then you end the season with, you know, Jacksonville. All of a sudden, they're they're playing a lot better than we thought they could be with Trevor Lawrence in year two taking that that, that leap and possibly Jacksonville being a playoff team. The Seahawks, we circled that as a win before the year. But all of a sudden, Geno Smith is like, (laughs) you know, they tried to write me off, but I didn't write back. He looks pretty good. He looks better than Russell Wilson. And then finally, you end the year in Miami. And that's going to be an important game for the Dolphins, whether it be for the division or playoff positioning. So that's three straight tough games to end the year. And I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but it's just to put a perspective on how how big this game is early in the year for the Jets, getting above the 500 mark. And it's a game at home where they've struggled all year. And I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm excited. Zach... I, I did the thing with you know no excuses for the Mets. Same with Zach Wilson. If you're out there, you're healthy enough to play, we expect you to perform. And last week, for a lot of that game, I just saw too many of the same mistakes he was making last year, staring receivers down, not going through his reads. And the offensive line play was terrible, but Zach just has to be better. And he made up for it with the back-to-back drives to win the game, but we just got to see more of that going forward. More of your Jets phone calls coming up. Talk on the Giants as well. We're going until 7 o'clock right here on 98.7 ESPN.
0: You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight.
1: At Ty D. Butler, follow me on Twitter and Instagram. A couple notes. So from a, from a Jets perspective, the the Dwayne Brown activation from the IR is official. They have now placed right tackle, Max Mitchell, on the IR. So he's going to miss at least the next four weeks. Uh, Another interesting note, Tom Palacero was reporting Russell Wilson flew to Los Angeles on Friday for an an injection he hopes will relieve discomfort near his throwing shoulder, an injury similar to the one that sidelined Dak Prescott in camp last year. He continues, sources say Russell Wilson has been dealing with a strained lat an injury more commonly seen in baseball players and one that is not usually treated with an injection, but Wilson intends to play through it and be ready next Monday night against the Chargers. Now, this was an injury that uh, Dak Prescott also experienced, and I believe he went an entire month without throwing, but it looks like Russell Wilson is going to try to play through it. And in a weird way, if I'm a Broncos fan, I guess this has to make me feel good Just because there's an explanation as to why Russell Wilson has been so bad. Like if it if it were if the answer were he's washed and he just doesn't have it anymore, and we're in year one of a seven year contract worth a quarter billion dollars, that's a that's a disaster. But now that we've learned maybe the injury is an explanation for the performance, you feel better about it in hopes that it's gonna get better. And he's going to improve, and then the Broncos can become the team that many thought could challenge the Chiefs in that AFC West. Because, you know, so far it's not been great. For Nathaniel Hackett, who might be the worst coach in the NFL, and and the Broncos with Russell Wilson. Then I come across the stat, he's like something like 1-for-18 or 2-for-18 in the red zone. Russell Wilson, that's unbelievable. So... Dealing with an injury, but the hope is he can come back. Hey, join ESPN New York at the Ultimate Jets Tailgate, located in Lot G, before the Jets take on the Dolphins. That's tomorrow. With All of your favorite 98.7 ESPN hosts we will have tailgate games, prize giveaways, and live music from Randy Zhu, the Ultimate ESPN New York Jets Tailgate, brought to you by Guinness, Pepsi, and 98.7 ESPN. So, Harvey, you were working Rothenberg's show this morning. I caught a little bit of it. Sounds like... He's gonna be set up because my my concern was you know the Giants playing at nine thirty. It's a London game. We know how crazy he is about about watching every single snap. How is this gonna work if he's attending an event at MetLife Stadium? But it does sound like they've got a a, a setup ready for him uh, to to consume this game.
3: Yeah, he says that there's a guy by the name of Hot Take Johnny who's yes. gonna be there by nine eight, I believe. Earlier, I want to say seven something.
1: <laughs> to set um, up the game for Dave.
3: To set up the game. Because you uh, need two hours to prepare. Uh, I'm not sure. I would hope. I would hope not, because it's gonna be cold in the morning. But I would. Uh, remember when I asked you the other day, like who Who's the other person you know that would have this done for?
1: Yeah, the list has to be short.
3: I would say it's only Dave and Dave only.
1: Yeah, it's th- So it's tomorrow morning, it looks like the low is 44 degrees. So if you get there at 7 a.m., you better be bundled up. And it does show you the loyalty and the affection that he has for, for Dave to, to get there two hours prior to an event starting just to set up a TV to, to you know, help him watch the game. That's hot take Johnny. Is he a Giants fan as well? Yeah, he is. He's, oh, nice. okay. He's a
3: regular on DNR. Why? why I haven't? No, gone... I know who he is. I
1: just didn't know what, what team he was for.
3: No, for sure. What I haven't gotten in return, though, I haven't gotten an answer to this, is what is Dave doing in return?
1: Right, because this feels a little one-sided.
3: Now, is it, not only is it one-sided, it feels like, I fe- it feels like, you know, like one of those birthday gifts you give to someone, or just like a gift that you give when you hang out with someone. You so know. you
1: think so? Some maybe uh, money should be involved, like Dave should pay him.
3: I highly doubt they will either pay. No,
1: but you think he should? No. You don't um, think he should pay him?
3: No, I would say if he buys him some food, that that should be good enough.
1: You buy him. What, what if he doesn't want to buy? It? Like, what if you just give him the money and he chooses what to do with the money? If he wants to buy food, then there you go. But if he doesn't want to buy food, I, I say minimum $200. He, he should be getting for this. <laughs>
3: You're setting the precedent of getting.
1: <laughs> he should be getting $200 for this. He's bringing, what do you say, 55 inch TV?
3: Yeah, around there, 55 inch.
1: Yeah, what's going on with that? By the way, I, I, what happened with ESPN? Because there's nothing on, on the television. Yeah, the, the feed just went out. We've got two big playoff games. And I all right, so we got Jays and Mariners back on the screen. Right, now we have Guardians and Rays. That game's in the what is that the top of the 13th? Yeah, what's
3: more likely that um the Mets game starts or the Cleveland
1: game <laughs> it ends, ends, right? I'm waiting to see if if the Yankees are gonna have their opponent. If the Guardians win this game. They move on to play the Yankees in the division series starting on Tuesday. If the Rays tie this series, then they'll play a winner take all game three tomorrow, and then the Yankees have to wait another day to find out who their opponent is. So that's, you know, it, this game just won't end. Top of the 13, no runs have been scored. This is where you miss the ghost runner. And, of course, it's only a rule that's that's designed to, to be used during the regular season. But you could use some ghost runners here. Not a lot of runs being scored. Not any runs at all being scored in this game. Meanwhile, the Mariners and the Jays in the bottom of the first inning are scoreless. So we'll keep you updated on the baseball games in action. The Mets getting ready for their big game, 730 tonight. On ESPN, on television, coverage beginning right here on ESPN Radio at 7 o'clock on 98.7 ESPN. Big game for the Mets. But back to the football. So the Jets, I mentioned, play a big game tomorrow against the Dolphins. The Giants, meanwhile, at 3-1, play the Packers. And it's it's a tall task because you're playing a team that is considered to be one of the elites in the NFC. And a lot of people's picks to represent the NFC, despite what happened last year in that that dumpster fire of a game that was, you know, Niners, Packers, you know, in in the divisional round. But it's a tall order for the Giants because you're going up against Aaron Rodgers, who I still think is the best quarterback in football, and the Packers' defense is elite. But an area where they struggle is on the ground. And your best player, if you're the Giants, is a guy who uses the ground, and that's Saquon Barkley. He's been excellent this year, and if you can continue to use that as your blueprint for winning, then maybe that can work for you tomorrow because the the Packers do give up a lot of yards on the ground. Their defense overall, really good. Their weakness, is the rushing attack. And Daniel Jones is going to be active and play tomorrow. How limited will he be? That remains to be seen. But you got your starting quarterback there. So if you're a Giants fan, I mean, you might be drawing dead. But this is still a winnable game, in my opinion. The Packers, I I picked them to come out the NFC. But so far in the season, they have not looked great. They're 3-1. and They got blown out by the Vikings in Week 1. Then they beat the Bears beat the Pats last week in overtime. Bailey Zappi, the third stringer, came in for the Patriots, and that game still went to overtime. The Packers just offensively aren't clicking. Rodgers doesn't have that elite receiver that he's comfortable throwing to. It's a bunch of young guys, and the Giants have a really good defense. So the hope is it becomes a battle of defenses, And if it does, obviously it's still going to favor the Packers because you get Aaron Rodgers versus Daniel Jones in the fourth quarter of a late game. But who knows? Keep it close. Even if the Giants do lose this game, it's not the end of the world. You're still at three wins through the first five weeks of the season. You're still in really good shape. You got the Packers, and then you got the Ravens next week. So that's back-to-back tough games. I don't think anyone's going to pick you to win tomorrow, or I don't think many people, I should say, will pick you to win tomorrow tomorrow. Certainly when many wouldn't pick you to, to win at home next week against the Ravens. Then you got another another tough game against the Jags. And then the Seahawks all of a sudden. That, so that's four straight games that are tough after a pretty easy going through the first couple of games. You beat the Titans. You beat the Panthers. Lost to the Cowboys. And then you beat the Bears, who might be the worst team in the NFL. So you're 3 and one but now here begins the tough part of your schedule where we, we really get to learn just how good this Giants team is. So I'm looking forward to that. Moving the Jets and Giants. We'll go around the NFL, then get back to baseball at the top of the hour. Ty Butler going until 7 o'clock right here on 9870 ESPN.
0: You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight.
1: Let me find it. Mike Puma who covers the Mets for the New York Post, Chris Bassett on playing in New York. We lose two or three games, and it's like, holy crap, the whole world is burning down. Yeah, I mean, when you lose two or three games that could end your season, sure, the fan base is not going to be happy about that. Not the best quote for uh, Chris Bassett, but we'll get back to the baseball. Start the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, As the Mets get set to take on the Padres tonight, a game you can hear right here on 98.7 ESPN beginning at 7 p.m. Eastern. Did want to talk real quick about this Draymond Green situation before we get back to the football. So if you didn't see the video, I don't know how you wouldn't have, but, but Draymond Green during practice went up to Jordan Poole and straight decked him. Hit him right in the face. And Poole fell. And the story before we had gotten the video was that Jordan Poole had just been car- carrying himself in a cocky manner, walking around because he's anticipating getting that big contract extension. He played really well for them in their title run last year. And Draymond Green just wasn't feeling it and pretty much checked him. Check- checked this gangster. And Chen checked him. So he-, he checked him and then then he chin checked him. And after that, we got the video that came out, which always makes it appear worse. Like, you you listen to what happened, and it's one thing, and then you see a video of it, and you're just like, man, I do wonder. Like, how are you able to be someone's teammate after that? And everyone wants to draw the comparison. And Steve Kerr and Michael Jordan punch Steve Kerr in the face. Draymond Green and Michael Jordan. And this is not the same situation. The, the, the environment or... The 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 society we live in now is a lot different than it was back then. Jordan Poole is an important player on this team. He, he showed it last year. Draymond Green is the heart and soul of this team. This is going to create friction. But I, I just wonder, like, if you're an athlete, how do you allow someone to just punch you in the face like that and, and you're able to just be in a locker room with them? It's, it's just, I don't know. I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Harvey, if Julian just right now punched you in the face, could you guys finish the show?
3: Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, there is financial reward to staying around. Um,
1: How about you, Julian? If Harvey just went right back there and it's like, you're a Cubs fan, I hate you, and just punched you right in the face, you are, are you able to still work with him for the next two and a half hours?
2: It might be a little awkward. It'd be yeah. a little weird, right? Yeah.
1: But if he's approaching you, wouldn't you, like, put your guard up and, you know— Try to make it so that he, he can't land a clean shot on you.
3: Yeah, might need to assess the situation there.
1: He just I mean, it's weird because like you you now have to share a locker room with a guy who just who knocked you out he I mean, didn't knock him out, but decked you in practice in front of everyone. Of and those... you didn't really do much about it. So that's why I'm saying it's hard. Not 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 just him punching you, but there was no retribution. Like you didn't you didn't it wasn't a fight. You just got sat down. And now, everyone, anytime you try to check someone if you're Jordan Poole, you better watch out before I get Draymond Green. Don't, don't let me go get Draymond on you. or Don't let me Draymond you. One of the
3: funnier tweets that I've seen around so far is that this would be used as a narrative to bring the
1: team closer. <laughs> oh, I did see that. The Warriors go out win the championship. It's like, oh, they needed that little edge. Draymond Green brought them together. See, that's leadership at its apex. Draymond Green providing that spark. Because had it not been for this, the Warriors come into the season complacent, not taking anyone seriously. Yeah, the Clippers are there with Kawhi and Paul George back, but they haven't won anything. The Lakers, Anthony Davis always hurt. The Nuggets are getting back Jamal Murray and and Michael Porter Jr., but what do we care about them? We're just going to walk in and and be cocky about it. So this is really going to provide motivation because now you've got to come together as a unit. Draymond Green was asked uh, about this situation, and he offered an an apology. What did I think of
4: the fact of the video leaking? If I'm being 100% honest, I thought it was, you know, uh, no no other video leaks from practice. You know, uh, uh, when we're working on our sets, they don't leak. You know, when we're um, coaching everyone up, that doesn't leak, you know. I thought, in saying that, what did I think of myself in the moment? I watched the video 15 times, maybe more. Because when I watch the video, I'm looking at the video, I'm like, yo, this looks awful. This looks even worse than I thought it was. Pathetic.
1: So he's blaming the angles of the video. Draymond, you went up to your teammate and decked him. and Whatever the case may be, and if you felt like there was a legitimate reason where he had to be chin-checked, I, I guess we can argue like if you're in the right or wrong when it comes to that. Like We, we don't know the, the entire backstory, but it, it does appear it had something to do with the body language and you know how Jordan Poole was walking around. I just wonder, like, if you're Jordan Poole, man, somebody on your team rocked you and you didn't do anything about it. That's hard to to come back from and and, and to have a presence in that. And I, I get you're a young kid, and it's not that I'm sitting here promoting violence, but you gotta you gotta you gotta defend yourself, fam. Edwin in Westchester wants to check it. What's up, Edwin?
0: hey what's up guys what's
5: going on man i'm listening to the conversation brother and i, I agree with you 100 percent. i'm five foot seven 175 pounds draymond is what i don't know he punches me in my face if i'm still awake i'm at least biting his ankles or something man i you know a man you can't just let somebody punch you in the
1: face <laughs> and just do and that just right and
5: take that like yeah even if you're gonna lose the fight but fight my man i mean like come on man like that's not that's not even cool like that's like you get no
1: Listen, I, again, I don't want this, and I appreciate the call, I don't want this to come across as, as me being irresponsible and promoting violence. I'm just simply saying it's hard for me to envision that locker room staying together after this. I I, I just can't see it. And I'm not trying to make Jordan Poole out to be Steph Curry or Klay Thompson, but he is an, an important piece and, and, and a key cog and, 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 and as far as what they do and a building block going forward. And Draymond just went up to him and decked him. <laughs> like, that's insane to me. Draymond elaborated on, on the leaked video because it was odd that we got this video. And apparently TMZ paid a lot of money for it. But for someone, a part of that organization to to leak this video, it's a little slimy to me. Here was Draymond right, on then it. Then
4: I had to take a step back, too, and realize that this video was actually released this way to look that way. For whoever released the video, I don't know who released the video. I am very thankful to the Warriors organization for taking it as serious as they have and launching the investigation that they have. Because quite frankly, they don't have to. You know, they're not they're not obligated to, to launch an investigation for something that I did wrong. You know, they're, they're not obligated to do that. So I appreciate uh, them taking that as serious as they have and are doing. But for whoever leaked the video, it did the same thing to me that it's intended to do to the world. It's an audioless video. It's a video that cuts to me walking right to him. The video serves the purpose that it was supposed to serve. And it had me in the same mind state of like, wow, this is terrible, this is awful. And by the way, it is terrible and it is awful. Like, just because of the way the video is cut up and is not released with audio and all of those things, what I did was wrong.
1: Yeah, what he did was wrong. Is he going to get suspended for a game or two? Because I, I, he came out today and he said he's going to take a couple of days off f- away from the team to think about and, I guess, self-evaluate because w- what he did was unacceptable. But are the Warriors going to punish him even further? Is he going to be suspended? And then what's going to happen to the person who who, who leaked the video? Are you going to hand over a more strict penalty to the, the the video leaker than you did of the guy actually being caught on video punching his teammate in the face? I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. Jason in Jersey City checks, uh, checks in. What's up, Jason?
5: Hey, what's happening? Hey, no, Draymond, um, yeah, was wrong, but I don't think he needs to be suspended. He just needs to uh, own up to it, which he clearly has. Uh, I mean, you can see, you don't know what's being said in the video. Like, they're they're drawing back and forth. And then Draymond gets in his face and Poole's like, just get off me, man. Get away from me. Like, you know, and then Poole pushes him. But then, like, Draymond didn't even swing back. Like, you know, I I think Poole's just, like, defending his space, you know, and not, um, you know, just, like, just get away from me, dude. Like, you know, in <laughs> got- your mouth and get away from me.
1: So you don't think Draymond should be suspended at all?
5: No like I mean it was wrong with what he did but like you know that stuff happens too, right? So let me like, ask like, you a question. That, like,
1: because so yeah. here 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 is where we all, we all expose ourselves because I'm I tend to agree with you. I don't know if this warrants a suspension. By the way, Toronto just took two nothing lead on the Mariners. I don't know if this warrants a suspension, but it's only because Jordan Poole is the victim. Like if Steph Curry was on the receiving end of uh, of this this punch, are we talking about a suspension?
5: No, I mean it's just like I like, think. Really? I mean, guys being guys, run their mouth like I mean it's it's com it's competition, man. It's 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 competitive like drive, right? And that's and that's gonna happen. And like you know, people get competitive. They shove. They whatever. Like if a guy throws a punch, then yeah, it sucks. Maybe if the team like you know makes him speak out and talk about that, I don't know. But like you know, it's it's preseason too, right? <laughs> it's preseason. Like just getting back in the gym together, like. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel I don't you. think he needs to suspend. it. And how are you going to suspend him, right? It, you know, just he come out already and said, that like, you know. They're going to handle it you know, internally. I was wrong, I was this, but like, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think that's where way it should.
1: I appreciate the call, Jason. And, and what um, Bob Myers said was they're going to handle this situation internally. Bears mentioning that this was before the video surfaced. So now, you know, publicly it looks worse. I'm not even saying that it warrants a suspension. I'm not saying that at all. I, I'm I'm just entertaining, I, I think, a fascinating hypothetical where if the if, if the player was more important, would we be talking about a Draymond suspension? Like if this is Klay Thompson getting punched, if this is Steph Curry getting punched. If this is even Andrew Wiggins getting punched in the face, uh, like is there a, a looming suspension from the team? That that that's that's all I'm wondering. And by the way. Draymond he kind of rubbed me the wrong way the last couple of years, acting like he's better than he is. He, he is so important to what they do. They don't win the title in 2015 without him. It certainly could have used him not, you know, elbowing and, and, and targeting people's private areas in 2016. Would have won that finals as well. They don't win in 2017 without him. They don't win in 2018 without him. So Draymond, as far as his contributions— to this iteration of the Warriors dynasty, I mean, listen, he he is at the top of the charts. He's up there as far as value, under Steph, but maybe second to to just Steph, and obviously KD would be ahead of him too. But him him and his game and what he's allowed them to do, playing the small ball, both defensively and offensively, uh, their schemes, Draymond's been a huge part of it. I just feel like the decline has come, and now I like the the trash talking that he does, and how, like the other day he's saying he he hates playing against bad teams, as if he wasn't on a bad team in twenty twenty one when when Steph Curry was hurt and Clay Thompson. So Draymond just out here talking trash as if his his game <laughs> isn't dissipating, and he's in line for a big contract. I just don't know that he's gonna get it. I don't know that he's gonna get that big contract. Spike in St. Pete wants to talk about the Draymond stuff. What's up, Spike?
6: Hey, brother, good to catch you. I, uh, I'm i thinking, I'm just smiling ear to ears talking to Julian and, and uh, where you've come and what you are and certainly hoops is your, is your passion. Draymond is very unique. There's been a few guys in all the sports like him, irascible, if he's on your team, you know all the cliches. You, you love him. If he's not, you hate him. You know He's a system player. He covered it all. Uh, but basically, he's... Um, He's winding down, but you know what? Some of that, just, just correct me on this if I'm wrong, and I'll listen to you for a while. I'm wondering how much of this is staged. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm thinking that Bob Myers used to be an agent, if I remember. And um, I, I, is it a jump start? Is it something? Maybe they were a little lazy in camp. Pool is, it was was last year. Yeah, terrific year, you know, and... I'm wondering. I mean, I'm very suspicious of this because you I think it was know the
1: talent. But what would be the reasoning behind that? What's the motivation?
6: I, 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 here's your problem. Here's your problem. If you're there every day, you know what this is. You know what I'm saying? Bob Myers is very clever. Like I said, he was a former agent. It's a very unique management team there. They've accomplished a tremendous amount. And uh, you learn to respect them. Draymond's very integral. I don't think they can win without him because his worth to, to Golden State is more than anyone else. You know, he uh, he's, a, he's like a fulcrum. He's like a, a launching pad for them. He's under, so We know what he's not. Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess if we're not including,
1: I, I agree with you. He was pretty bad in the first four games of the finals. But yeah, I I, I agree with you. He he is an integral yeah, part. So-
6: so maybe, maybe Steve Kerr and, and, and his buddy Myers there and the other guys, the owners, maybe, you know, maybe they saw something. And, you know, the regular season, even with the baseball, too, I, I won't I don't have much time left, but even with the baseball, I, I'm wondering, too, how much worth is in the regular season? So. What do you do? How do you keep Golden State interested? And maybe they needed a jump start. I'm just, you know, spitballing here, but Draymond is certainly a unique player who will be in the Hall of Fame, he will have many championships. He's a pain in the ass. He's very g- terrific at everything he does, except he's not an offensive player. Certainly don't need him. So we'll find out. There's some he's, something he's, will come out. I'm he here.
1: is he is declining though as a player. We we all saw it. Yeah, We've man, all seen it the last couple of years. He's declining.
6: What is he? Thirty, thirty-one.
1: Yeah, yeah.
6: How much is he declining? Where Where is he coming from? His value is not his what he does physically. He's a mental guy, man. He, he. You don't want to be on the court with him if you're a, a, an offensive player. You just don't. Yeah, but he he's, gets away
1: with a lot of stuff, man. He gets away with a lot of hip stuff. <laughs> he and, does. He he has earned the benefit of the wisdom. I appreciate you you checking in, Spike, but. uh I, I I just wanted to talk about that just because, you know, it had been blowing up so much. And Draymond, we hadn't heard from him since the incident happened. And it feels like we we always hear from Draymond about everything until it was time for him to talk about a, a mistake that he made in, in a Warriors practice. So it looks like he's stepping away from the team for a couple of days and then uh, he'll be back. We'll see if anything else comes from it. but. Come on, Jordan Pool can't be taking an L like that. Jason in the Amazon truck wants to weigh in. What's up, Jason?
2: Hey, Ty, first time caller, man. Love listening to you. What up, baby? Um,
1: Talk to me. I just,
2: yeah, I just want to mention the Draymond and Jordan Poole incident. Um, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like um, he's got to defend himself, but like you don't you don't expect that from a teammate. It's, it's a team, and like what the last caller said, it, it's going to affect them. Um, he he said it's gonna be a little slight incident. No, that's a physical fight. That's a punch. He's gonna he's gonna like have to be punished in some way. And who wasn't expecting him. Draymond just did a gazelle punch and unfortunately <laughs> just got a bad, caught the bad end of it. And
1: that's really it. <laughs> yeah, I mean I appreciate the call. I don't know if it it's hard, right? Because on one hand you can say yes, this this can disrupt the chemistry, and it's something that I I, I just said. I I just. I'm I'm interested to see how it's going to play out because you got two really important players and one one got decked <laughs> and both of them are up for contract uh, extensions. One of them has probably earned it, the other hasn't in my estimation with Draymond, especially with with the number that we're talking about and he's been declined. The Warriors should do everything in their power to try to keep him. But it's just, you know, with all the money you've got tied up to, you know, Steph and Clay and, and, and Wiggins, and now you've got to pay Poole and Draymond, I just don't know if you're going to be able to keep them all together. But after this, this uh, little fight in practice certainly adds another layer to it. We're about 10 minutes away from pivoting back to baseball. We'll come back, do some, some more NFL uh, take more of your phone calls, and then we'll get back to previewing what is a critical game for the Mets tonight because it could be their final game of the season, which is so interesting because all I heard was about you know the, the Yankees collapsing. Next time the Yankees play, Mets might be done for the winter. Would be a shame on ninety eight seven ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Raising Guardians are just like, no thanks. Through 14 innings, no runs have been scored. What a game. What a game. I believe they're one strikeout away from setting the record for most in a postseason game. One away. So keep you posted on that. The funniest thing I heard was Shannon Sharp when he said, like, what's most troubling about Jordan Poole getting decked like that is. If he has, let's say he gets into an argument with a significant other, she's like, you got all that huff for me, but where was that smoke for Draymond when he snuffed you? <laughs> That's foul. Capital T in New Jersey wants to chop it up. What's up, Capital T? Talk to me.
0: No, no, Capital P, man. Capital P, Oh, man. Capital P. Letter my bad. P. Okay. Yeah, man. You should, yo, Ty, you should follow me because I've seen your progression with, you know, you with Anita Doing your thing, and now you on the radio, bro. I'm happy for you, man. I'm Thank happy you, for man. you, bro. Appreciate you. You already, man. But follow me. But I will talk about that in a minute. But yeah, man. Look, if Jordan Poole is from around the way and he got all that swag, you should know first and foremost the second you push somebody.
1: You He's should be ready poppy. for it. Yeah,
0: it's on the pop. He's pop. exactly, poppy <laughs> <laughs> I am trying to, you know, I'm trying to be a little bit more, you know, uh, you know, speak you know, with better with better diction and you know, it's like down the radio, but if you right away. The second somebody put their hands on you, yeah, we squaring up, <laughs> chin checking you like Draymond did. And that was it was unfortunate, but he went down like a sack of bricks, yeah, bro. Like, man, that's
1: At least if like, you, at least if you would have ate the punch. It, it's a little different bruh, optically, bruh, but to go down like you, that you, in front you, of your teammates, and then the video goes hey, he's viral.
0: He's from Indiana too, so it's kind of like you go back to your hood. Ooh, <laughs> right? listen. Yeah, and, and mommy another gonna thing, look at you like I taught you. I taught you better than that, son. And, I taught you better than that to get checked. Oh man.
1: Yo, and yeah, man, and the that? frenzy that's gonna follow him on social media anytime he posts Bro. something. Anytime he posts Bro. something. The mob is just gonna drag up. Anytime you shoot a brick, anytime you shoot a brick, <laughs>
0: it's gonna be like, Oh, oh, just like Dream Boss, <laughs> like um, No, nah, but on some real stuff, man. Look, I'd love for you to follow me, man. Capital P Capital underscore P uh eighty eight. You know what I'm saying, bro? I got some great music coming out, man. America's gonna love it, you know what I'm saying? But uh bro, I'm happy to see your progression, man. Keep doing your thing. I salute.
1: Appreciate you, bro. And I'm actually about to follow you right now. You said Capital P Capital underscore P yeah, no,
0: Oh, yeah. The word, the word capital, you know what I mean? Regular word capital, underscore uh, P, uh, underscore I got P, you. Uh, eight,
1: eight, eight. I got three, you, eight. man. Good luck to you, bro. Appreciate the call and the nice words. We're wrapping up hour number two. We're headed for hour number three. We'll get back to the baseball. Mets play a big game tonight. Connor Rogers in a half hour. He'll talk some Mets, also dive into the Jets and Giants. Two more hours to play with. Ty Butler right here on eight seven ESPN.